You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back. Mike Callahan here with special ghost or guest Angela Brown here. We're going over the top six things that you need to be looking at in 2020. Um, and really appreciate you coming on, Angela, and uh, spending some time with us here. Um, but Angela's just been breaking um, records in the YouTube industry and Facebook now with amazing content, the mindset of abundance. Um, so I thought it was really important to get her on here and share her knowledge. But no matter your industry, whether it's cleaning, um, lawn care, pest control, uh, these are going to be all applicable to the success of your 2020 season. So Angela, really appreciate your time. If somebody hasn't heard of you or who you are, uh, obviously most people in the cleaning industry are well aware of who you are, but would you mind just giving us a quick background of uh, how you got into the service industry and some background on you, and then we'll dive into the top six things that we need to do in 2020. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm super excited. I am Angela Brown. I run a company called Savvy Cleaner and we train house cleaners and maids how to start their own cleaning companies. I was a professional house cleaner for 25 years and because I'm, I'm all systems based, my systems seem to work and they bring results. And so people started hiring me and I traveled all over the globe training different house cleaning companies. Well, in the summer of 2015, we had a troubled teenager that came to live with us. And in the process of that, she needed 24 seven care because she was, um, she was delightful, but she was also very destructive and violent and suicidal and had some issues that could not be ignored or left alone. And so in the, in the process of, of having her move in with us, I took a really serious look at my business and I decided it was time for me to pivot and move my business online. And so since the spring of 2016, I've been learning social media and learning the internet and learning WordPress and all the automations and everything and the systems that we did not have when I ran my business. Um, I am I am so guilty and I'm I'm ashamed to say that I ran my business off of Excel spreadsheets and printed out pages. <laughs> and so meeting Mike has been just a joy for me because as the more I talk to him, the more I learn about automations and the different software that's out there and ways to streamline our business. And so as we move into 2020, this is an unprecedented time because we are all asking ourselves business questions that we've never asked before because we have to. We have to stop and take a look at what are we doing right and what could we be doing differently as we move out into the marketplace. And I say move out into the marketplace because right now we're all quarantined and we're all staying at home. Okay, that said, when we go back into the marketplace, the world is going to be different. There's a new awareness now that has never been there before. And so now everybody is going to be aware of what do we do differently? How do we compete? Are we going to lose the customers that we have? So Mike invited me on here to share with you a couple of ideas that I think are really important for what we can do right now before we re-enter the marketplace. So again, Mike, thanks so much for having me here. The first, yeah. I'm sorry, I cut I you off. I really appreciate it. I'm going to let you kind of lead um, with, with your top three, but I think that uh, as people are looking at this, this is going to be uh, some instrumental, very instrumental things that Angela is bringing. Um, and then I'm going to kind of follow up with some three basics to kind of get us back to concepts. And Angela, as you said, um, I don't think anything's going to be the same after this COVID-19 or coronavirus. So uh, what we were used to before is not going to be the same. So some of the foundational parts of your business, yes, are going to be the same. We need to get back to basics. But Angela's going to lead here with some things that are some really big concerns that every business owner probably is thinking about or should definitely be thinking about. So Andrew, I really appreciate you breaking these things down for, and I'll let you dive into those three top things that you think for 2020 business owners are asking and need to look at. Well, 
It's it's interesting because I wish I could only bring like joy and happiness, but these are things that we have to think about because it, this is the reality. People ask me every day in my private Facebook groups and also my YouTube channel, they say, what do we do if we catch the virus? And it's a very real question because the people that are out and about still could very well catch the virus if they haven't been quarantined for the last 30 days. So it is possible. Now, what happens if you do catch the virus? Does your family know what happens next? And so I would like to suggest a keeper. We use keeper or a vault of some sort where you keep your personal passwords and all your information. So for example, if I were to catch the virus, there would be a, a password protected vault. And this is one that we use. The one we use is keeper security where it has all of my HSA information the name of my doctors, what blood type I have, all my personal information, so that if my husband had to take me to the emergency room, he would know where to find all my records. And then if something happened to my husband and he wasn't there, is there one other family member that has that keeper password that could then log in very quickly, even from their smartphone, and find out what information that I have that they need to pass on to the doctors? And so if you don't have some kind of a vault, like if something were to happen to you and heaven forbid it should be fatal, but if something were to happen to you, who logs into your bank account information? Does your family have your tax record information? Does your family have all of the different vendors that you have that you have accounts with that you run your business? Because they all need to be contacted so that they don't keep auto drafting your payment every month for your software and all of the automations that you have. And so it becomes very important if you don't have a master list somewhere that you create a master list for that. So that is my first tip. And it's, it's very, very inexpensive to create something, but it's an automated system that can save you in the event that something happens. The next tip that I would like to suggest, and this is again, being aware and protecting your business. Do you have a life insurance policy? I know there are a lot of startup businesses that they're just all focused on business and they're not focused on themselves and their family in the event that something like a, a virus should happen. But if you catch the virus, do you have a life insurance policy? And is it accessible to your family? So if they go into that vault and they look for the information, is it all gonna be listed there? And so you wanna make sure that, that you are covered. Now with life insurance, and this is all uh, very interesting, at the same time that you're creating your, your policies, you can also sit down and create, which is my third tip, create a will. And I don't wanna say this to be ugly or to sound like everything is you know doom and gloom, but here's the cool part about it. Once you've created it, it's on file and it can protect your business. And so for example, I have a YouTube channel. I know Mike, you do too, but how we've monetized those channels, even if we were to pass, the money keeps coming in every month. And so have you willed the royalties of those monetizations to someone in your family? Now, for example, I have a, a younger sister who is Down syndrome. And so there's a 24 seven caregiver for her. So if I were to pass away today, then the royalties from that and the books that I've written would go directly to my sister. What you have to specify though, and this is super important as a business owner, is number one, is your family clear about what happens if you were to pass? And so that is, that is designed in your will. And what happens if you're on, a, you, you can do the advanced directives. What happens if you are on a life support system? Do you wanna stay there and you want your family to come in every day, even if you're not gonna be able to, to come back to, to, to your regular business? Or do you wanna do not resuscitate? That needs to be specified and then your family needs to, to know about that. 
And then the last thing that I would like to say, along with getting your affairs in order, is are you an organ donor? Because there are about 60 different parts of your body that can be donated to save someone else's life. And so if you are a giving, caring person as a business owner, you need to specify that right now. It needs to be added to your driver's license at some point. And then also you would tell your family members what your wishes are. And so during this time, and I can't be more specific, but during this time, I know that sounds like doom and gloom, but the good news is this, every business owner should go through these steps. Every single business owner at some point, because you wanna protect your assets and you wanna protect everything that you spent your entire life creating and working so hard for. And so right now, while we're at home and while we're quarantined, this is a great opportunity to really just pull back the layers and to say, hey, wait a second, what do my affairs look like and how quickly can I get them in order? Wow, you've got me thinking. I know I've got two of the three already done, but that product uh, you said called Keeper is a great idea. I never thought of an online resource. So, Angela, I can't thank you enough for that insight. And, and it's not doom and gloom. Uh, these are things that uh, you never know. It's kind of uh, what happens if you get hit by a bus tomorrow. How is that succession plan going to happen? So these are all things that we probably should have been thinking about. But if we're going to uh, take a positive out of COVID-19 and everything that's going on, uh, maybe it's going to force us to take a really clean and honest look at what we've actually done for a succession plan. So great advice. And anybody who's watching live or the recorded version, we'll keep an eye on this. Um, if you want to ask Angela any questions regarding this or myself throughout this, uh, we'll answer them live or on the recorded version. So maybe I should have led. I don't know if I want to follow that, uh, that, that amazing advice. But um, the next thing that I'm kind of looking at is hiring for a cultural fit. So um, most businesses don't take the time to define a mission, vision, values, a culture, what you stand for. Um, but once you define that, that's going to give you that guiding light of hiring. And a lot of times people have a hard time um, saying there's no one out there or all the employees I hire aren't a good fit or they're not good for my business. So once we define a mission, vision, values in a core value system, um, we want to hire to that. So a real basic example without uh, making this a 30 minute video would be is maybe one of your screening interviews when you do a phone interview before you interview the person. Um, if one of your core values is uh, we do what we say we'll do could be is how do you feel when someone asks you or you tell somebody basically they tell you that they're going to call you back and they don't and you just ask them. So how, how do you feel if somebody says they're going to call you back if they don't. Now, if they go on and say they absolutely hate it and people should follow what they say they're going to do, that's an instant sign that this person could be a good cultural value fit. So the first thing we want to do, um, getting back to basics, is the labor market probably will be opening up. Some of our competitors aren't going to make it through this. So this is a time to double down and get in some recruiting and stack that virtual bench. So define a culture and hire to that culture. The next thing along that line is having tough conversations. So tough conversations can normally be based on a performance issue or a values fit. Um, and basically you may have the best home cleaner, the best lawn care technician on your team. They may just be setting the world on fire. They're amazing, but their attitude and the difference of what they believe in and how they interact with people and how your culture is built in your business, maybe it ends. Um, and that person may be a cancer at that point. So what you really need to do is they may be, um, not on the right seat on the right bus. So you really need to go in and have a conversation and address it in a positive way. Um, and if it indeed can't be coached up, they need to be coached out. But that cultural fit definitely is going to be an issue. And everybody in the organization knows it, and it's pulling down the morale, especially in tough times like this. These are conversations we don't want to have because we're like, well, we barely have enough employees to get through what we're going through. How are we going to fill that gap? And the other conversation that we're looking at is performance-based on the other end of that, having a tough conversation. 
So if you have a high performing person on your team and for some reason their performance drops significantly, we need to go out and have that tough conversation. Or if you've hired somebody and they're just not producing to the level that they should be, um, we need to go in and ask them basically why they're not performing to that level. And maybe there's something we don't know about that we can help them with. Maybe there's some issues at home or health concerns or things like that. But the idea is very similar is we're going to go in and give them a few chances to build them up. But if we can't coach up, we're coaching out. So once we've hired for a cultural fit, we need to be able to train, hire, and fire to that cultural fit. Because if we have one bad person, a bad seat in that company, it deteriorates everything else. And that is, Angela, one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my lawn care business. And every time I haven't had that tough conversation, within two to three weeks, um, either the person had gotten in an accident or they had caused someone else to quit. Um, these are massive issues in your business. So rip the Band-Aid off, have the 24 hours of pain, but address it and coach up or coach out. And the last thing is standardizing systems. So whether you're in home cleaning, lawn care, pest control, um, the idea is to organize a standardized system of um, services. So we're not going out and doing every type of cleaning under the sun or every type of lawn care service. Maybe going in and doing move in, move out and post construction clean um, and other different types of cleaning versus residential versus commercial and all these ancillary services are, are making your scope of work so crazy that you can't delegate and then eventually automate. So the idea is figure out what your core services are, become really good at them, standardize them, and then that is going to allow you to delegate and eventually automate. So those are my top big three for 2020. Find a cultural fit, have the tough conversations when they come up, don't avoid them, and then standardize your services to organize, delegate, and automate. I, I think that is so important. Um, I, I would like to touch on the last one real quickly. Um, when you have so many services, you're not really a specialist in any of them. And it's really easy to get a lot of callbacks and a lot of redos where people want their money back because you're doing a lot of things and none of it very well. And so the narrower, the, the more narrow focused you are, it allows you then to do a better job and to be more thorough and to know what you expect and your customers to know what to expect every single time that you return. So I love that. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Angela, I can't thank you enough for coming on, spending a few minutes with giving us your top three for 2020. And, um, if people are looking to reach out for you or um, get some more information for the services you provide or any of the social media on YouTube and Facebook, um, would you mind giving us some contact how they can connect with you as Savvy Cleaner or on your YouTube or Facebook channels? Yes. In fact, I'm at Savvy Cleaner on all of the social medias. I'm SavvyCleaner.com. And if you go to YouTube, you can find us on Ask a House Cleaner. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks again. And thank you for your mindset and abundance and sharing all the knowledge bombs you do on a daily or weekly basis there on your YouTube channel um, and everything you do for the service industry. So look forward to having it on you again here once again, for sure. Well, Mike, thank you so much for all that you've done for the industry as well. I tell you what, it's amazing. Every time I talk to you, you are just full of golden nuggets and it's helping so many people right now while they are at home and they are focused on how can I do better as I go out into the marketplace. So thank you with mad respect. All right. I appreciate it. Until next week, we'll see you again with uh, Mike Callan here, Angel Brown, special guest um, on Facebook Live. See ya. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.